The Colors of Love How much time do you spend each day thinking about a special someone, wishing you had a special someone, or making choices that will help you attract a special someone? If you are like most 19 to 40-somethings, the answer is a lot. Recently, scientists from a new field, social neuroscience, have discovered why. The urge to partner is embedded in our genes. Social neuroscientists use neuroimaging tools and techniques for analyzing brain tissue to investigate complex social behavior, including the mysteries of love. Two types of field mice, prairie and mountain voles, have helped the scientists understand how the genes that build a brain also influence the tendency to bond with social partners. When a male prairie vole mates, his brain releases vasopressin, a chemical that flooded the reward region of his brain, causing him to partner her above all others. Meanwhile, both lovers produce oxytocin, a chemical that makes them feel calm and secure when they are together. In contrast, sex feels good to mountain vole, thanks to a release of dopamine, but lacking the brain circuits that link this experience with information about specific partners, sex with anyone feels just as good. As the one journalist explained, if we could read the mountain vole's thoughts, he or she would be thinking, gee, sex feels great. Where the monogamous prairie vole would be thinking, gee, sex with this particular partner feels great. Three brain chemicals, dopamine, vasopressin and oxytocin are involved in pair bonding and parenting behavior in humans as well as voles. Although humans may change partners more often than the devoted prairie vole, both species experience chemical changes that addict them to specific individuals, at least temporarily. The result is an eerie biochemical similarity between drug addiction and love, including feeling of tolerance, get a little of it and you feel you need more, and withdrawal, lose it and you fall into a state of depression. Anthropologist Helen Fisher has studied this process in humans. Working with a psychologist and a neuroscientist, she recruited college students who were hopelessly, madly in love. Each volunteer provided a photograph of their beloved and one of an emotional neutral person. Then the fun began. As each student reclined in a scanning machine, the team recorded which brain areas were active as they gazed at the photographs. Pictures of their brains with different hues showing how hard each region was working revealed the colors of love. One region that lit up the most among students who was passionately in love is a primitive area deep in the brain called the caudate nucleus. The caudate nucleus is a part of the brain's reward system, a network of connection that registers pleasure and motivates people to seek rewards. Other parts of the reward system also showed more activity when people thought of their beloved, including a collection of cells that disrupts the chemical dopamine. Dopamine is involved in focused attention, addictive behavior, heightened energy and intense motivation to obtain reward. In short, the symptoms of romantic bliss. 
Dopamine also stimulates the release of testosterone, a hormone that increases sexual desire. Based on these findings, Fisher concluded that romantic love is not just a simple feeling. Instead, love is a motivational system that is wired into the brain, a fundamental human mating drive. Studies of human relationship have also revealed a well-known kink in the bliss of love. As a relationship matures, our feelings and how our brain responds change. The search of love that helps us overcome our fear of strangers eventually mellows into other feelings, good or bad, depending on the circumstances. Because the strength of our bond to particular partners hovers somewhere between the prairie and mountain vows, and different brains have different devotion tendencies, social scientists cannot yet tell us where an individual relationship will be 5, 10 or 20 years after our brains first light up with love. <laughs>